Welcome back to Beards Creek, uh, the podcast. And um, our motto has always been uh, faith, family, and stewardship. Um, I say always. It's been five years, four and a half years, something like that. And we have been focusing on family um, the last couple weeks. And tonight, I'm really uh, excited and scared uh, to have my brother with us. Fair. <laughs> my brother uh, Dave is with us, and um, uh, I'm going to just say up front, I will try to edit this as much as I can, but um, my brother has a military-slash-construction background, so um, if you're easily offended by language, you might want to skip this podcast or... Uh, or if you're not easily offended, this might be one you want to share with your construction or military friends. So. <laughs> I'll do my best to meet you halfway. <laughs> and uh, along with Dave, I have Jake. Um, you've you all have heard Jake um, on past episodes, and he's he's back to uh, I don't know. I think to keep Dave in line and to uh, we're just having some conversations. So tonight we're going to talk about fly fishing. We're going to talk a little bit about hunting. And, uh, and who knows what else we, we might randomly wander into. So, Dave, welcome. Well, thank you. I appreciate you having me here. It's so fun. <laughs> That's the way Dad did, too. Last week, Dad goes, well, thank you, and I'm glad to be here. And I'm like, I'm in your dining room, Dad. <laughs> I'm at the cabin. I'm always grateful to be here. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. That is fair, for sure. So, Dave, um, I've known you since we were little boys. Shocker. <laughs> Funny We're how brothers, that right? <laughs> We're brothers, Remnar. <laughs> Hear me out. Um, that is a far-reaching reference to uh, Escanaba and the Moonlight, and um, I'm going to have to tag that when I post yeah, we'll this. Just, yeah, we'll move on. Because <laughs> yeah, if you are into hunting movies and have not seen Escanaba and the Moonlight, I don't think you can really call yourself a hunter. We did that again this year. Yeah, we do we, it every We cranked year. it up. Yeah, we do it pretty regularly. We had a good hunting season, though. We spent a lot of time together in the woods this year. It was good. We did, and I'm looking forward to more of it. Although, I can't believe I'm actually going to put this out on a podcast. So, the rule, the general rule at camp is we're trying to let the deer grow up. So, we're like, we want to shoot three-and-a-half-year-olds. And it was pretty early in the season, and I saw this big-bodied buck moving my way, and oh yeah, this is good. I'm going to get this sucker. And I didn't know this, but I think you passed on it. I was bragging about passing on that deer. <laughs> I was like, Mike, I'm so proud of myself. There was this four point, you know how delicious they are. I passed on that thing, man. I did it. Well, I had a new bow burning in my hands. Uh, thank you, Drapes Archery, or Drapes Outdoors. And, um, I called it from out in the field, and it, by that time it was, you know, now in New York you have a half hour before uh, sunrise, half hour after. Do you I, normally hunt with a dog whistle? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think sunrise, sunset was, uh, it was, it, it was, was dark. It was dark, and um, that thing came in, and man, I ripped one, and it didn't run far. I mean, we didn't have to no. track it. No, there was no tracking involved. I usually run real far when you rip one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I I drilled it. And, oh, yeah. Uh, I walk up to it, and I'm like, oh, oh. Not that I'm a big antler hunter, but that's a young buck that's had a big body on it, and um, not good. you got to average uh, it, that with your doe that you got, though. 
Yeah, that's true. I did get my, I got, you know that, did I tell you this? Yeah, you told me it was eight and a half or something eight like and that. Eight year old doe. Yeah, that's nuts. It's insane for down here. But So uh, Dave was like, I'll take it, <laughs> that buck. <laughs> that's mostly how the story goes. <laughs> I'll always take them young ones. I don't care. Uh, like four or six points, that's perfect for me. So you and I, we field drive. Who, somebody else was Kim. With, Kim was with us, right? Yeah. Yep. And uh, we field dressed that. There was a broadhead in it somewhere with half an arrow stuck to it. Yeah, yeah. Busted off the arrow, but he didn't. He probably went maybe sixty yards, maybe if that. Yeah, I don't even think it was that. I think piled right up. Yeah. So yeah, it was a it was a good season. I shot a deer, and you got to keep the meat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, you shot it. I gutted it. I dragged it. I butchered it. I packaged it, <laughs> and it's gone. <laughs> well, it, to, truth be told, it was a good hunt. It, I put it on the four wheeler, or I drove the four wheeler after oh, we put it yeah. on there. <laughs> it's not like hunting at dead nuts. No, no, yeah, dead nuts was uphill both directions. Well, it beat the hell out of hunting the Adirondacks too. Oh gosh, do you? Dad and I were talking about this on last week's podcast. Um, hunting up there and Jake you won't remember this but it was do you, Thud got a deer or, or Gut got a deer Gut Gut, Gut got the deer and you and I and Thud dragged that sucker uh, out oh yeah well we were dragging freaking Gut too he had that strap on <laughs> <laughs> he had the deer strapped up I think he was behind it while we were dragging it <laughs> he did he put a strap around the neck or something and he's like okay let's go and Dave and I each have a leg and we passed them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. I don't know why we ever hunted up there, honestly. Oh, I'll never do it again. Yeah, you got to do it once, but you don't have to do it again. <laughs> yeah, well, the first drop of rain that hits your head is God, God's fault. The second drop that hits your head is your own. Yep. So I learned my lesson up there real quick. Ugh, there just were no deer ever up there. It was uh, it was a, a, an interesting. Yeah, and then when there is one, you got to drag the hide off of it and bury it for two days to <laughs> go back and get it. Whatever that was all about. Yeah, then we 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 had to quarter them at times and hang them in trees so animals wouldn't get them, really? so we could hike all the way back in to go get them the next day. It was crazy, just crazy. Oh yeah, Charlie was like, "Oh, I know where we are. I got a cart right over here." Yeah. <laughs> Six miles later in the wrong direction, we find the cart. <laughs> he would hide carts, like deer carts, yeah. on the state land. And they were just a motorcycle tire with, like, a stretcher on top of them. Yeah. So he had one wheel. You'd end up carrying two guys would, would put the deer on the on the stretcher, and you'd basically carry the stretcher and the wheel and the deer. <laughs> <laughs> the, wheel, the wheel wasn't doing crap for you. Uh, so I posted that. I keep saying so. That's one of the things that I'm trying to avoid, you know, as I'm learning how to do these podcasts. I digress. I, but I digress. Um, Stop. The uh, Gene Lundfeld reached out to me after Dad's podcast last week. Oh, no kidding. He goes, oh, that dude's a legend. You got to uh, tell him I said hi, you know, and he goes, I was really careful. I was going to, you know, make comments about some of the Laugh-A-Lot stories. Oh, gosh. And I thought about... Um, I thought about Gene and that there was a trip with you, me, Meathead, and Gene down at, at Tom's. That was my first season. That was my, that I was my first year in the service. That was my first year in the Army. 
Were you on leave? Yeah. Or was it? I, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. I just. Yeah, I, I had I had taken a, a leave. Yeah. Just yeah. to to come home and hunt. So uh, the there I go again. But I remember the the you had shot a deer. And you shot it like six or eight times. Like you put a hole in the ear. No, no, that was a different one. I was alone on that one. That was my second year hunting in the army. And I didn't even have a gun with me. I was just coming home to hang out with Tom and cut trees. He's like, oh, well, I got this old pumper. I'm like, all right. So I just loaded (laughs) that thing up and this deer came running down. I'm like, yeah, all right, you got to go. And I just pumped it off and never missed. And I'm like, what the hell just happened? <laughs> there were holes in this deer's ear. It, it just blew it to hell. It just all over. But the one when Gene was there, it was dark. And I saw this thing coming down the hill. And I wasn't exactly sure if it was one of the neighbor's goats or a deer. But I was <laughs> like, well, I've got one shot now. I got to get on an airplane in 24 hours. So, you know, I was, this is it. So I remember pulling up and I could see my sights in the snow. And I'm like, if if my sights go dark, I'm just going to pull the trigger. And its neck came out and wham, Gene was already in the van. He said he about crapped himself. He didn't, because he didn't hunt the evening hunt. We had cut trees. He went into the van and JD and I hunted with you in different places. But yeah, and you dropped it. Same, that same spot. I, I took three deer out of that exact same spot. Yeah. I took one just above there. That was the butthole buck that I got with, <laughs> with the butthole. Texas heart shot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we get this thing out, and it is freezing. Oh. I mean, it is. I, I can't even remember how cold it was. Got it the was, van lights on it. Yeah, I had my. I don't remember what I was driving. It was one of my trucks, and put the lights on so we could field dress it in the dark. And we were all fighting to put our hands in it because yeah. it was so stinking cold. It was an so, easy drag, though. Oh, it was Straight really- downhill. <laughs> right to the road. That's why I love that spot. And then <laughs> the next day, Tom, my cousin Tom, had this huge rack in his garage just sitting around. <laughs> And we took pictures of Dave with this rack on top of the deer. You could not, you couldn't tell the difference. I mean, it looked like a dog mounted. With There's this the huge... picture there. That's the deer in that yeah, picture. To the left. Yep. This one. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Is yeah. there a rack on that? No, no. Um, <laughs> we took some with with and without. Now that, that night we went to the laugh a lot with Gene, and I'm sure. Did we? Oh yeah. <laughs> you think? <laughs> This was before we owned property, and we used to go to this cabin. The friends of ours owned it, the Delaps. And so we'd stay at Delaps. It was 15 minutes from my cousin's place. I remember Delaps, believe it or not. Yeah, it, it was basically a garage, unheated. And uninsulated. Un- Forget unheated. Yeah, uninsulated. We had a wood stove that we put in front of the there fireplace. There was a loft, right? There was a loft. There was a loft. And... Um, and then I remember when we roofed it, he insisted that we put a ridge vent. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> and so what any heat, a ridge vent. So you cut along the ridge and you put, that one was like a, a mesh oh, that we I, put over. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so all the heat. Just, yeah. But it didn't heat. matter. There was, I mean, it, yeah. it made no difference at all. There weren't any soffit vents. It wasn't ventilating properly for a ridge vent anyhow. It didn't right. matter. So it was I, freezing. I blame the the delapse for my for any drinking that I did during those years <laughs> because the only way to get warm 
was to go to the laugh lot, which was two miles up a dirt road um, from the cabin. And we'd go and eat pizza and have a couple pops and shoot pool. And, um, and that was, that was kind of how we, uh, <laughs> remember that time we had Kevin down there. Yeah. <laughs> I remember too, what a night with JD, JD was, was younger. Like he was underage. And he might have been slipped some drinks. I I don't know, just maybe. <laughs> but Dave definitely was old enough and had been had a few pops, as Dad would say, and was passed out flat on the table. His head was on the table, out cold. <laughs> and Ray, the owner, comes by. He goes, "Is he okay?" I go, "Yeah, he's our designated driver." <laughs> Ray just goes, okay. <laughs> well, can I get him anything? <laughs> <laughs> so it was, um, yeah. I mean, and, but that night with with Gene, I, I don't remember the details, but I know we went to laugh a lot to get warm and to celebrate the slaughter of a another monster deer. <laughs> oh, I'll fax you the rack. <laughs> I think that came. I think that was born there. I think that's exactly where that came from. <laughs> that was Tom's. My cousin Tom has just got the driest humor. And so things like, I'll fax you the rack. Or you remember the guy that came in that just looked bizarre. And Tom goes, look like an alien much? <laughs> <laughs> like, where do you come up with this stuff? <laughs> And his wife, Cindy, she is such a sweetheart. I don't know how she puts up with it. Oh, because she's just as bad. I know, but she hides it at least a little bit. I should be careful because I know that Chubb and Rich listen to this. Oh, good. They should be proud of their son and their daughter-in-law, by all means. Yeah, yeah, proud. Um, I was trying to think. There was another story that I was thinking. Oh, I know. The the great Thanksgiving debacle. Uh. I'm sure you've heard this one, Jake. But um, I sure. still haven't recovered from that I one. Know, I'm still taking aspirin. Yeah. So, <laughs> so we got the idea, Dave and I, that we're going to go down and hunt Thanksgiving morning because we always hunted Thanksgiving with morning. Dad, no less. Yeah, and it was we were always late to Thanksgiving dinner. I mean, perpetually always late. You're perpetually you late about. everywhere. <laughs> I, that is not true, but. Maybe a little. <laughs> yeah. But this... Yeah, there's no truth in that. Thanksgiving is just always... We were always late. Somebody would always get a last-minute deer. And um, so we went down, and we took Papa with us. And uh, Papa's, well, you know, we, we need to warm up. Let's let's head over. Let's... Yeah, we had gone out hunting yeah. the day before Thanksgiving. Yep. Yeah. And so we slid over to the, the Laugh-A-Lot, and... Uh, had a pizza and a few pops and a few more and beat everybody in pool. Well, that's where the story's going. <laughs> so there were two guys there that were brothers who we got to know. Um, Special Ed and uh, <laughs> and what was his brother's name? You're I, asking me. I always think it's like Engelbert or something. It was just a it was a weird name. Um, so Ed decides he's going to challenge us in pool. Do you remember this? And uh, <laughs> parts. <laughs> so he and and I think it was he and his brother 
and uh, and then you and Dad went went to town. Like uh, you guys started shooting pool. Oh yeah. And beat them. Oh yeah, Dad and I. Right. <laughs> so then they decide. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so yeah. then they decide. Okay, we're gonna start playing for drinks. Not a good idea. Because we drank for free the rest of the night. Well. We didn't exactly. I, I did anyways because Dad was buying, but he's right. oh, we beat you. We'll buy a pitcher. Okay, let's play another game. Go get some quarters. So then they said, well, let's just play for shots. Okay. And I'm not, I think I played one game, but I was, I was getting free drinks. But do you remember Special Ed's move, right? He's holding, he put the, the chalk down on the floor. And he puts his cue stick into the chalk, and he twists it with his foot. That's my move. Dad taught me that move. Well, That's a family move. Dad goes, no, no, no. Watch. So he holds the chalk, oh. puts the pool cue yes. in it, and then just moves the pool cue with his foot. <laughs> yeah, that's the move. And Special Ed was just like, oh. You can do that? Can I take that move? Like, he was just <laughs> stunned. He couldn't believe it. Now, Ed, that's an, that's an heirloom. So... The end of that story comes the next day. Dave and I got up, and we hunted, and we were not in good shape. I mean, we had a big... I just had a doe 10 feet from me and decided better. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, no. (laughs) Uh Uh-uh. And uh, so then we... Thanksgiving was Mom's house that day, and I just remember at one point I went in and said, Mom, do you got any aspirin or Tylenol? (laughs) Because I was hurt. She goes... What'd you guys do last night? I said, What do you mean? She goes, Well, Dad and Dave have both been in here looking for Tylenol. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, yeah, it was a rough night. <laughs> I got into the Tylenol 3 that day. It was a beautiful thing. <laughs> oh, gosh. It was the, the having to laugh a lot that close. Ugh. And uh, and that was the night that I heard my dad say the, the F word. Blinker for night. The first time ever. <laughs> We're on these back dirt roads, and he hits the blinker to turn right. He goes, I don't know why the F I'm turning right, or putting my blinker on. It's not like that anyone knows where the hell we are anyway. <laughs> I'm like, I just heard my dad say the F. <laughs> He's going to be livid hearing this, but. Yeah. Military background. We've right. had a lot of good. Th- there's there's a lot of, lot of depth on that property, though. Yeah. I mean, yeah. We were camping there with the Boy Scouts. Remember yep. Craig Blonsky and Dad yeah. and his chili. Oh yeah. So uh, it was just that heavy rain. We're in a we're camping in a pine forest. And it, it was, was just snowing. It, it was snowing. It, it was yeah, snowing yeah. I'm sorry. Ground. It was yeah. wasn't rain. It was that snow, but it was just dropping out of the trees and it was soaking wet. Yep. Everybody was just sopped. And uh, Dad gave Craig Blonsky his last pair of dry socks. <laughs> We're out there at the fire, and Craig comes walking out there in the damn socks. He didn't put his boots back on. He's standing by the fire. The fire has melted all the snow. There's like three inches yeah. of water. It's a soup. <laughs> it's a swamp. He can't figure out why his feet are wet. Out there in wool socks. Grabs a bite of the chili. There's charcoal in it. <laughs> that was that trip. 
we ended up sleeping in the cabin that night. The two of you and Dad did. Yeah, so we're yeah. on the floor in our stupid sleeping bags, and I remember, okay, well, this is this is hatchet hairy time. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna grab the axe by the uh, fireplace and the poker and I'm going to get hatchet Harry when he comes in to get us and you wake up in the middle of the night and you look over and there's a faucet sitting there in front of the window and it's like, ah, oh, hatchet Harry, he's here. How am I going to sleep now? Well, I'll just go one. grab that poker. You never heard that one? Oh, yeah. You had to make plans for hatchet Harry. Yeah. He was coming to get you. And I remember, Papa did a lot of the Boy Scout stuff with us. Were you on the trip to Massaweepy where he started the food fight between the two camps? I'm going to go ahead and say no. Yeah, he was like, so we had a, a patrol up the hill and one down below. And he starts chucking carrots and celery down at the patrol down below. And he's creating this, created this whole food <laughs> fight. So we're like, all right, Dad's pretty cool. We're on this, right? <laughs> so that night, Dan, Papa, and I, and a couple other guys, we sneak down. We're gonna go down to the lower patrol and, you know, dump their tents or something. And Dad's in his tent as we're walking by, and it had to be midnight. He goes, "Boys, what you doing?" We're like, we're gonna go dump the other tents. He goes, "Are you prepared to stay up with those young boys the rest of the night?" <laughs> <laughs> and there's like this audible pause. <laughs> We'll go back to bed. <laughs> <laughs> well, after your whole golden age in uh, Boy Scouts, it was just Craig and I and a couple of loose cannons. I remember one time, Massawipi, well, probably can't get into the details without incriminating myself, but we had this leader that we didn't particularly care for, and we were doing marshmallows one night, and all of a sudden a bag of marshmallows went missing. Well, it meant witnessing under his tent. <laughs> every raccoon in the freaking 20-mile radius. <laughs> Even the Boy Scouts can frag leaders, apparently. Oh, yeah. It's interesting, like, you guys have memories from Massawipi, because I do, too. And you guys were not... Like, because I went to Massawipi, too. That's where I almost lost my finger. <laughs> oh, right, right. Shooting a gun. Yeah, well... They what? Wouldn't, they wouldn't let me... Well, I didn't actually almost... But you can see the scar. That right is there. a long, weird pinky. Yeah, I got long long fingers. Guitar right. fingers. Yeah, those anyway, are good guitar fingers. Um, The guy had to load the gun for me because there were rules about it. And so I... I mean, I had already shot like five in a row pigeons like they were already it was unreal like people were like asking for my autograph basically you get a patch if you can hit five in a row and people are coming up to me they're like that's the rarest patch you get. <laughs> <laughs> i was like you get five shots to do this right i, I did it no problem and i went back later to shoot again just because and they have to load the guns for me right and they had it was an auto loader and uh and they racked they racked it they closed the action on it but my finger was in the way oh. so the action caught my pinky and took a huge chunk out of my the guy looks at me he's like oh you better rinse that out and get a band-aid on it i was like i'm going right to the medical tent I was like, this thing is like just like shooting blood out of it there's still a piece of my pinky in the gun i was, I was like dude this is not a bandage situation <laughs> Yeah, good old massive peepee. This never would have happened if you just let me <laughs> let me load my own gun. Uh, 
They had auto loaders. We had single shot twenty gauges, and they were reloading their own shells. It yeah. was like, yeah, you know, they sucked. Yeah. yeah, it was not a, and the twenty twos were were pretty bad too. Yeah. So. We um, Dad and I talked about the the trip down to Rattlesnake Hill when um, oh. he shot the the hand off a of Han Solo. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know what was he 50 60 yards open sights yeah he, that 22 was killer yeah that, that 20 it's still killer that's that's exactly what dad said i said that was a good gun he goes it still, still is it <laughs> still said, is and i think it was like a glenfield or something like that but yeah it was some off bolt action i i yeah. i can't remember what it was but he's still got that thing. I know that. Yeah. That little five round magazine on it. And yeah. yeah. That was a great first gun, though. Great yeah, first way, too. And that was, I, like, I love to hunt. It's my it's my thing. And um, you you got it started. You were the one that. I asked. just wanted to shoot. Yeah, you asked for <laughs> just, the 22. And, I just uh, wanted to shoot stuff. I didn't care what it was. Paperboy, yep. whatever. <laughs> you want to share that story? <laughs> nope. <laughs> Yeah, my brother, uh, Dave was always the one who did stuff that I wished I could have done, and I was, uh, I was almost too scared to be the, the, that guy who shot the paper boy or blew up the mailbox. It's not hard when you don't think about it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I was thinking about that recently, actually. I've always had a, a little bit of a fire inside of me, and uh, I, you know, it felt oppressive my childhood at times like you know everybody's just trying to ah they're all out to get me and i'm not trying to do anything bad it's just what i am you know and i i realized you know kind of in retrospect that one i got that thing there Mm -hmm. two it hasn't gone anywhere (laughs) three i needed to learn how to control it you know i'm still as dangerous as ever i go from zero to a hundred there's nothing in between it is what it is but so uncle dave jake was brought home in a police car, and I was out doing the cooking on the grill. Is this a story you want shared? Oh, yeah. I don't care. So I open the door. I go, hey, Dad, there's a police car here. <laughs> and the policeman gets Dave out. He goes, well, your son was part of blowing up a mailbox. <laughs> and Dave had the perfect excuse. He goes, I just held the torch. <laughs> But this was after you and Dad blew up Mom's flower garden. Oh yeah. So it, you know it was to be expected. Like yeah, come he, on, you get a taste of that. Yeah, so. Dave pulls out an M80 or something that he found. And... Well, no, Dad found it somewhere. Oh, he really? was like, oh, I remember their old. Well, it's still their dresser. Yeah. And he had just this little box in there. And he's like, oh, I found these. I don't know if they're any good. And I'm like, well. <laughs> only one way to find only out. Only one way to find that out. Uncle Rich was over, and yeah. Mom had that rock garden with the impatience in it around that front maple. Tree, right? yeah, yeah. yeah. So we set it on them rocks and touched it off, <laughs> and it went. And there were no flowers left. It's just <laughs> raining, these pink and white petals. Mom pulls into the freaking driveway, and there's this just mushroom cloud of pink and white petals floating down out of the sky. Just wiped out a quarter of this freaking garden. And then... Oh. Are we going to Samson? We're going to Samson, that's right. So I don't know... Papa comes up with fireworks out of nowhere somewhere. Like, I don't know where he got them. Do you? Like, no clue. 
so and I, were they bottle rockets? Those were. Yeah, we had bottle rockets. There were still M80s from that same batch. Yeah, yeah I know that. Not the same nowadays, are they? No. So we're throwing stuff off this cliff down onto the beach, and there was somebody walking down the beach. You remember the M80 he threw yeah. down there? It's like, oh, there's nobody down there. Lights it, throws it, and there's like this couple having a romance. And you watch, we're watching the fuse, and it's like, it's sending Morse code. You know what I mean? We're like, oh gosh, this is either gonna be really good or this is gonna be really bad. It was really bad. It wasn't good because it wasn't long after that the police were called. The state. We're walking. So Papa takes this this package of bottle rockets, quick throws them into the bushes. And this guy that was with us, Joe Marr, greatest guy. Yeah, Joe, absolutely. Joe stops, reaches into the bushes and goes, hey, Mr. K, you dropped these. We're all laying prone. We're, we're prone in the freaking weeds. There's three of us prone in the weeds. And there's Joe standing there with a handful of freaking bottle rockets. Hey, you dropped these. Like... <laughs> I don't know how we didn't get arrested over and over. For well, Papa was, you know, he was Papa. <laughs> he just, he, uh, like, he liked to walk the edge a little bit. Oh, yeah. So I feel like having kids with you kind of helps, <laughs> helps the image a little bit sometimes. What? No one wants. To I'm not having kids with you. No, no, no one wants to arrest someone that's walking with their kids. Oh, well, that was the same trip we wiped out. This, remember that rare weed thing that was growing below that bridge, and we whacked it once with a stick, and we're like, "Wow, that was really satisfying." Let's do the rest. <laughs> we wiped out this like endangered species. I think. I'm sure it grew back. It was some kind of weedy plant thing, but. It was fun hitting that stuff. Oh. It was kind of like a uh, bamboo, remember that? With a big yeah, flower, yep, big yep. orange flower on it? Yep. Yeah. I probably shouldn't spread that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, gosh. So then we uh, we grew up. <laughs> <laughs> when did that happen? I don't know. But now we do the most spectacular fireworks shows you could ever find in, in a private setting. I have yet to have a successful one here, though. Yeah, you had one that didn't fire the At the last. At both of them, the very end, we just missed the climax. I don't know why that last that last one just... Just doesn't go. Yeah, I, I both the, times, both years. Yeah, I had the video of the last one, and my whistlers, that 200 whistle bop. Oh, yeah, no, that I won't do that again. going off. I, I love those that. when it's mixed in with everything else, but like the whole show's over. It's and this like... Is so <laughs> Like, yeah. Oh, come on, be done already. Well, I had that one that was almost 14 minutes in Joe's backyard. Everything went. We had this huge party out there. There was literally like 50 people. I had this thing strung all together. Elizabeth actually helped me do it. And we set up everything, Had and it just all went. That was the most amazing, th amazing thing I've ever seen. Just cannon fuse and fireworks and PVC tubes yeah, <laughs> banged into the ground. Were the were there uh, the authorities called for that one? Not for that one. Huh. <laughs> no, the week before, yes, yes, but not for that one. Well, we had to know what we had. <laughs> well, um, 
Dave isn't always uh, isn't all about fireworks, although he is the fireworks king. Um, one of the things that he has really gotten into in the past and and still is is fly fishing, right? You, yeah, you would tie your own flies. Oh yeah. So uh, Charlie and Jake and I all have a, a box of flies that you've tied. Oh, there's a number of them out there. I still got yeah. people knocking on my door asking. Well, and there for flies. was a guy who called. Jim. Yeah, he he gets yeah. a hold of me just about every year. Flies. Yeah, I've been in touch with him. He wants me to put together a couple more boxes for him, but honestly, I'm out of practice. I've just. I think a lot of that was just dissatisfaction with my life at that time, and it was kind of an escape, and it was a place for me to go. Yeah. And then once I found that I was doing that professionally, it lost its glimmer. But it wasn't a, it wasn't like a just a cheap box of flies. I mean, it was it came with an engraved box, and it was oh like, yeah, it's like a hundred dollar box of flies. Oh yeah, <laughs> that was cheap. <laughs> Well, here's the, the thing I remember. Is close to that. Yeah. Well, the well thing it was I a remember, bamboo yeah. laser inscribed box with yeah. you know magnet closing and. Yep. The thing I remember about that was I would open that box and I'd be like, and I still have mine. <laughs> like, I what am I gonna use? Going what am I gonna use? And I'd go right to the. Green, green weenie. Green weenie. <laughs> green yeah. Weenie. You get up on the trail. Oh, my gosh. You're winning. You're winning. And it is. it, it looks like a... It's like, a pipe cleaner. Yeah, it it's like the a, dumbest it's a, fly I have ever seen, and it just kills more stuff than oh. anything else in the box. And so we're, we're, fly, we're fishing the Awaka, which is, at that, at that point, up towards Rochester. I won't get any more specific than that. But it's all, you know, it's it's all feeder fish it's out of the hatchery they yeah they're they're putting take fish yeah so but whatever it is about the green weenie it killed them they hate they it just kill them yeah and that one section specifically they hate it yeah the rest of the stream is pretty much dead to that they're they're not interested they're not having it but that section well, there and it was a it was great for beginners like when charlie and i were starting because it's just like it's the perfect weight you can see it really easily yeah. in the water and uh there's no there's not a whole lot of technique it's just a green weenie flop it in there and let it go it's got that bead head so it sinks down to the mm -hmm. right level but it flows with the water that the stream in that area isn't as well fed as other parts yeah. so you know that thing is just perfect they hate it so Charlie and I, for the last two years, have said, "Oh, we got to get out fly fishing. We got to get out fly fishing." But stuff with camp has just been to the point where I'm like, oh, "I got priorities, right?" And deer have always been. So we have found there's some different access points, like to the Wiscoy down here. Oh yeah. And I'd love. Well, to... Jim and I came down here and fished fished the Wiscoy one time, and uh, it was it was early season, like just. Just yeah, after yeah. ice off. I mean, we're out there, you know, it was it was brutal. You can't and hardly tie them on. We found this cold. turkey that had gotten hit by a car, and it was frozen in the snowbank. And Jim's <laughs> like, well, uh, we drove by it. And I was like, holy crap, there's a turkey right there. It's dead. <laughs> it's in the snowbank. He's like, well, should we go, like, get some of it? And I'm like, uh, yeah. <laughs> so we went back and started ripping feathers off of this bird. I made a bunch of flies out of that. Did you really? Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, I found that turkey feathers uh, work really nicely for some of the nymphs. They give it a different, like a, just a 
slightly darker color it's it's just i don't know if it's easier for them to pick off in the water or if it just matches what they're naturally feeding on but yeah yeah well this summer i'm off for nine weeks um from june what are you a teacher now uh, it's called sabbatical quote unquote well which is you're supposed to get it every 17 years this is it's been 15 and um and the idea is that you you relax you rest you rejuvenate so you can be creative going forward. And then there's usually some homework stuff. So I'm not homework, but a project. So like I'm working on a book <coughs> and um, that, that cough wasn't intentional, but <coughs> a book. Um, so the, we caught it. The, uh, I'd love to be able to get back out and do some fly fishing, but it, summer's tough. Those rivers really drop, but I'd love to hit like the Wiscoy and, the Waka, the closer you get to Cold Spring, um, I think that's what it's called, right? By the hatchery, the Cold Springs there? Uh, no, Spring Creek. Spring Creek. Yeah. And, you and there's tell. a whole lot of races in uh, in throughout that town where they're diverting water to run small mills and things like that. Really? And those races, just like the Browns race in Rochester, it's the same huh. idea. They just diverted the water so that they could operate mills. And there's like good fish in there too like really? you'll come across parts of it in town where it's like there's no creek here but there is it's spring fed creek and it's a race and you'll see that there's walls built on each side of it and it's a standard roughly a standard width and wow. you'll see fish in there and that is that is the graduate school just like spring creek that's the graduate school of the Owaka. when you can fish there successfully because those are hard hard spots to fish those yeah. fish they're, they're by this point in time they're all they're just naturally bred yeah. and they don't put up with anything hmm. if it's not exactly what they're looking for presented exactly how it should be they're not taking it yeah wow can you tell you can tell the difference between farm raised trout oh yeah yeah yep. definitely uh and i might get this backwards it's been a little bit since i've really put any research into it but there's the caudal fin, and I think that the caudal fin actually has a redder tint to it. Now, this could also be wives' tail stuff from mm -hmm. old fishermen, but supposedly you can tell the difference by the amount of redness that's in that caudal fin. Wow. I was thinking it was in the meat, too, that the meat you can tell the difference, too. But They're in such a prime environment. I mean, that is a blue ribbon stream. Yeah. Like, it's... Yeah. You know, it's sad that it's such a put-and-take stream, and then there's areas that are, you know, blocked off, and there's like, no, it's, you know, this is our area. You can't go in here. And in some of those areas, they've actually uh, released brook trout as well. It's not uncommon to come across a brook trout, but they're rough. Yeah. They're rough. So that, there's a lot of uh, northerns in there now, too. There were. And I think the apex predators in there... I don't know if it was runoff, it was chemicals. Remember, we I netted that one? Yeah, we... we and his eyes were just... Right. Well, I think I remember seeing yeah, the, the, at least. Yeah, they, those northerns were good size, but they, oh, were, they were really slow, and we'd net them and just throw them up on shore. Yeah, and they were all blinded, and, and something was definitely wrong, and, and those apex predators got wiped out, which kills an ecosystem. You want the trout, of course you want the trout, but... They have to. They have to have a predator. You know, if yeah. you don't have a predator, it's just like any other point of life. If you don't have a predator, yeah, 
then what have you gotten what have you got to make you stronger right right exactly and what's what's the phrase that i and i don't ever get it right but it's uh weak times make for weak men yeah and uh good times make weak men and and weak men make for hard times hard times times. that's the one yeah yep yep yeah so and you've also done some fishing up on like just off of Lake Ontario, right? For salmon. Yeah, yeah. Sandy Creek and um, Oak Orchard. Been up there a little bit. I prefer not to. So during the salmon run, I, I've definitely gone up. And uh, when I was doing mental health, I'd take some of my guys up there. You know, they've never seen anything like that. Just like during the summer, I would take these, you know, these groups of city kids. They've <laughs> never been out of the city ever. And I'm dropping them in the Awaka and like, yeah, let's catch some crayfish. So we're catching these six inch crayfish. They're freaking out. You know, they don't know what to do about it. But uh, yeah, I've definitely uh, taken some guys up on Sandy Creek. And there have been years when you could walk across the fish. Problem is last one I caught was a hen and I pulled her out. You know, and I'm like, boom, I want a picture, you know, and she's just tossing the eggs. Like, they're just like, you know, just spitting out of there. I'm like, eh, I don't know how good I feel about this. So I, I remember letting that one go. I got a good picture, but if you zoom in on the picture, you can see the eggs just flying out of this thing. I'm like, eh, I don't think this is how it was meant to go. This is not exactly spawning. And if it is, it's spawning all over my hand. This is kind of gross. So... I caught, I had a a couple of uh, individuals that I worked with and they're like, well, can you break one down for us? Like, we want some, we want some salmon. I'm like, this ain't the same fish. You know, this is not the salmon you think this is. You know (laughs) what I mean? These are not the salmon you are looking for. They're half dead. So. To quote Star Wars. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) So. I take this thing out. It's a slimy. I'm like, I'm only doing this once. So I start breaking it down. And like the pin bones, I was getting on with pliers and they're just snapping. I mean, this fish is mostly dead. By the time they get upstream that far, they're, they're most, they yeah. biologically, they're not the same. They're, they're there for one purpose and one purpose only. Right. And it's not food. So however you look at it pretty much you're snagging them things yeah. so i broke that thing down it was gross i didn't enjoy breaking it down i didn't enjoy the process and i knew the meat wasn't going to be any good so i stopped fishing for those so i now if i'm going to fish down there i wait until the the king salmon run is over and those uh just drop back browns that are coming in to swallow up all those eggs i mean that's free protein just floating in the water you don't right, have to work right. for it yep those ones are those are fun. I've caught some massive brown trout in like six inches of water. Wow. They're those are those are much more fun to me. Wow. Yeah, we need to get back on the streams this summer. Yeah. I say it every year, but this year we got it. Well, I'll tell you, Liz and I were out on the Awaka uh, a couple weeks ago. Well, it was for mom and dad's anniversaries. Mm-hmm. We wanted to try and grab them some trout. Yep. Well, it was before they had released any of the fish. And it was the weekend of the Youth Fish Derby. So there's nothing out there. But those streams were lined with ash trees. And now it's like a barren wasteland. Yeah, yeah. They're all on the ground. But there was this beautiful co- cover that, that, that was able to grow in because of the amount of sunlight it was getting. And it was just all these little tiny flowers. And uh, by 
by the time we got out of there, my shoes were yellow for like two weeks because I'm not going to, I'm not about to wash my shoes. I don't really care. You know what I mean? But they were yellow for a couple of weeks. But it was, it, it's a, that's the thing about the Iwako is it changes every single year. It's never the same, never the same stream twice. Yeah. Yeah. What I love about uh, you and I is that, we both love the outdoors. We love being in the outdoors, whether it's camping, fishing, hunting. But you have been, you've really become the hunting guru. Hunting? Sorry. I mean, I mean the fishing, <laughs> fishing guru in our family. And hunting has kind of been mine. But we, we cross, you know, we try and... And I remember a night when Jackie and I were laying in bed. It was oh. like 1 2 o'clock in the morning. And Charlie. We, and here's the thing. You have always taken the kids, my kids. You have done so much better like doing things with my kids than I did with, with yours. And, and part of that is because my kids were older. And so... Um, I mean, boys. Yeah, <laughs> and boys. But I mean, for me, it was... I've got my own kids. And, and so we just didn't take um, your kids as much. But... I remember that mo- that like one thirty, two o'clock in the morning, and we're hearing this thump, 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 and then there's more cracking. And Jackie's like, "What is he doing down there? What is your brother doing down there?" Oh, and she I, was hot. Oh, she was hot. <laughs> she was, well, they were bullhead fishing. You and Charlie, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> But we had gone out there. We had gotten out there pretty early. There's a specific spot I like to have. It was mid-April, which is right about when you want to get them. And we're out there, and nothing's biting. There's no bite whatsoever. I mean, nothing was happening. So we were sitting there, and I'm like, well, I don't really want to go home yet, but this kid's clearly bored. So he just starts telling this story and i'm like i'm just gonna go with it you know what i mean like whatever we're out here we might as well spend some time together well he gets a you know five ten minutes you never can tell exactly he's got stories and uh we get five ten minutes into this story and all of a sudden ding ding we get a bite so reel that thing in and oh that's a keeper yeah let's throw that in the bucket so in the bucket it goes and the line goes back out and nothing for like 15 minutes and we're sitting there sitting there well charlie tell me another story so he starts talking and talking and for like five minutes later bing well we got on the bite after that so he's just now he's you know this is just being positively reinforced where it's just story after story after story <laughs> just bam 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 i'm looking at my clock i'm like holy crap we gotta skin these stupid things i gotta get some sleep at some point in time this is not gonna end well but it's going to end productively, so <laughs> I'll take the hit for that. Oh, Charlie, he can tell a story. Oh. I mean, you guys brought back a ton of... of oh, moments. yeah. Yeah, that was fun. And, and as I t- hear that story, it spurs like four other stories that I'm thinking of of you guys. And You remember uh, the Adirondacks up at uh, Fish Creek? Oh, that turtle? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that one? was biting fish in half for us. Oh, he was. Yeah. I've got a video on my phone. Charlie's dangling. Oh, maybe Charlie was recording. I don't know. But I think I was dangling. Somebody was dangling a fish down there, and the stupid turtle grabbed it, and he's pulling this whole thing down. He's got a hook in his mouth, and then you see this claw come up, and it rips the hook out of its mouth, throws <laughs> the hook, and keeps the fish. That was awesome. I remember... 
uh, being at Fish Creek with with Uncle Dave. Oh. And Grandpa was there, and I think Shaky Papa was there. Like I think they had come up, and um, we were out. We fished early, like everybody else was sleeping. We caught a bullhead. Oh. And we threw it in the front of the of the boat. We're like, we're not touching it. Not touching it's Charlie. Got, it's got these bones. It'll kill you. I named that fish Charlie. <laughs> yeah, well, Shaky Papa showed us how to put it against a tree and nail a, put a nail through its head and then skin it that way. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. And then I think it was there at Fish Creek, too, where you caught the duck. I caught a duck. <laughs> I caught a duck. And everybody in all of Fish Creek Ponds campground. They all knew. Dad, I caught a duck. <laughs> well, these ducks were getting fed by everybody and their grandmother, bread. So they're all throwing out these bread. Well, I didn't really have any bait at the time. So there's these freshwater mussels up there. So I grabbed a freshwater mussel. I busted it open. And I took the pseudopod and I put it on my hook and wung it out there. Well, that's white. And the stupid duck saw that and was like, yeah, sure. So whack. And off it went. Off that thing it went. So, and you know, I'm a kid. Dad's put like 30 pound test on my fishing rod. You know what I mean? I'm not getting snags. I'm getting straight hooks. You know what I mean? I'm dragging this thing out of whatever it's stuck in. The hook comes back looking straight as an arrow, and my line never broke. And Dad, poor Dad had to take that duck off the hook. Well, as I've said before, it wasn't as... Getting it out of the hook was not nearly as bad as getting the stringer in. Well, we went, we did a, uh, a charter one time. Oh, yeah. It was you and Dad and Joe and I, right? Yeah. What, what lake were we around? Cayuga? Or Cayuga, Cayuga, yeah. It went for lake trout, right? We caught our limit, I think. I mean, yeah. It, it was slow to begin with, and then it was turned on just like that. We caught our limit. Oh, they were all communicating. They were like, yeah, use this color. Right, right. Yeah. You know, actually, yeah. <coughs> that's, that's. That was a great, great time, but that was also a sad moment because I, I, I remember Gene was supposed to go with us, mm. and uh, and and like last minute I had to tell Gene I was like, eh, my dad decided to go or somebody decided to go, and there wasn't enough room on the boat. I've always I've always felt bad about that. I didn't know that. Yeah, I've carried that one around for a while. Wow. Mm-hmm. Well, I didn't realize that. No, I would I would have loved to have shared that experience with him too, but. We did have a good time, yep. and we did catch our limit. Is this the same Gene I know? The Gene that came... Gene Lundfeld. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, actually, uh, Gene and I did a pheasant hunt. Shoot. Oh, maybe it was a year ago. Really? Yeah. yeah and, uh, I think you told me that. We, uh, he had his son Jackson out there. I hope I can just drop names. I don't know. But yeah. we were all out there, and uh, I took Sean... He's the uh, owner of the brewery that, that yep. we frequent down the road, and that was a good time. Yeah, he and I shot to one side down, though. Sean and I shot one side down. First bird that came across, it was it was just flying broadside to me. I put it on its beak. I let it perfectly. I fired. I saw the leg drop on that bird, and I'm like, ooh, 
<laughs> that's mine. And it just glided into the next field over. And I'm like, oh, that belongs to the fox, I guess. Whatever's out there. Yeah, Dave has been, uh, he really has been a pretty good uncle. Um, in that uh, each, like even even with the, when the kids each got to be an age, you took them on a, on a pheasant hunt. Everyone but Rachel. Yeah, Rachel had gotten out of uh, the hunting bug. She's getting back into it. She's yeah? Gotten, she's gotten some stuff straight in her life, and she's like, I want to do this again. So she wants to bow hunt this year. And um, But we we did those pheasants hunts, pheasant hunts, and what a great time those were. I, oh, like, yeah. Even with Emily. And, and yeah, I mean, the birds are, you know, they're patented birds that are rela- uh, released, but... It's it's a lot of fun and man, there is no meat like a yeah pheasant. Oh, yeah. I've still got pheasant in the freezer. Yeah, yeah. I've got a roaster in there. I want to cook up. Just been waiting for the right occasion. Yeah. So there, there's a there's just a, a great camaraderie there, and you've done well with my kids, especially. And you know there's going to be success, you know, mm-hmm. and there's just going to be action and it's going to be just an adrenaline filled time, you know, I love it. But it was, it was part of, um, you know, getting to be with their uncle. It was partly being able to shoot and enjoy that time. And it was part, um, you know, they were, they were learning good, good gun handling and all of that stuff. It all kind of came into it, but it, it was, um, I just appreciate the way you have taken an interest in my kids. You know, they've come up and spent the night at your place to, even if it's just to play video games or whatever, you have always done really well in uh, <laughs> taking an interest in my kids. Well, we had Emily over. You know, it got weird for a while, particularly after, you know, the separation. I was like, uh, I don't yeah. think I want to, uh, yeah. you know, uh, just... It was just kind of awkward time, so it was nice having her up. I'm trying to remember when the heck that was. It wasn't too long ago. Yeah, it, it, and I was, she came up for lunch not too long ago, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. yeah that's what I'm referring to, actually. Yeah, yep. And I, uh, I can't remember what we made, but I'm sure it's wild game something. It's always it probably was. You've always been the family chef. With that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Yeah. So, although the steaks we had tonight were pretty good, mine was stellar. I can't wait to finish that off. But (laughs) steaks not hard. The scallops kind of. The scallops were a little. Oh, they were delicious. I just. That was a lot of meat. meat. Yeah. 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 What would you like with your meat? Meat. (laughs) What would you like with that? Bacon. Yeah, we didn't have any vegetables. <laughs> it was dinner. <laughs> it was bacon and scallops and steak. Well, we had mushrooms. Those are yeah. vegetables. <laughs> that's a fungus. That's a fungus. <laughs> we had a little fungus with our meat. Yeah. Well, it's uh, it's been almost an hour. So I'm going to close with one last uh, story. Um, last week, Dad talked about nicknames. And, um, and Dave's nickname was always Jammy because... He wore pajamas at deer camp. Um, anything I missed, Jake, Dave? Oh, I, I, anything I missed? Like, that was the complete story? It's like, we've been reading <laughs> off a script this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to close it before some of the stories come out that I don't want to come out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
I don't recall what you're saying about to say anyway. So. Yeah, fair. Okay. <laughs> All right, folks. Well, uh, next week, I think we have a forester coming on. We're going to talk a little bit about um, uh, TSI and, and food plot implementation. And so uh, this sort of ends the, uh, the series on the family part of it. And uh, there's a, a world full of adventure out there. Get out there and live it. Thank you.